0: It's Tuesday, so you get the Spike Week football show. I had to infiltrate the draft show last night, deal with that peasant Silas, and, you know, just show him how you actually conduct yourself on stream. It's all right. Don't worry about it, Silas. We're good. Uh, Buy him for his birthday. Thought he could just, you know, screw, screw Silas and not have himself draft the team with him. But I'm here to save the day, just like every day. So i have eagles on the show today all of you know him if you've drafted a best ball team you've been in a draft with them so we're gonna hit the intro and then uh we're gonna talk to eagles <laughs> Definitely need to spice that intro up a little bit, but I am here with Eagles. What's going on, man? Hi, how much? Thanks for having me on, Rob. Uh,
1: Yeah, I was going to say that intro, man, whoever did that for you was incredible work
0: right there. Oh, the music's great, but I need to, you know, just make it a little bit more pizzazz. Um, So if you've drafted best ball, specifically probably on Underdog, but other sites as well, no matter if it's football, basketball, Hell, I saw you in some of my hockey drafts. You're just, you're firing at these, at all these best ball contests. What made you get into best ball?
1: I uh, just, I mean, when in my youth or whatever, I just love fantasy football. I love that draft aspect of it. And all those like childhood memories are coming back with every draft I enter. It's, it's just, it's just a lot of fun. I like, I like hitting all the tournaments, all the sports, all the, just to kind of roll over my bankroll. It's like I people might think I have this huge, huge bankroll, but I don't think that's really the case. So I just kinda kinda keep rolling it over, keep playing all the stuff, and hopefully and I get.
0: And you have underdog sending you cactuses and stuff, and I get all I asked them for was for a badge, and I don't even get my badge. So clearly underdog likes you more than they like me. Oh, yeah, I bet you're pretty close to that badge here. <laughs> 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 So when you're doing your best ball stuff, is there a sport that you prefer more than others? Or are you a football guy and you've just kind of dabbled in the other stuff?
1: Um probably the worst at baseball. That's all pretty obvious every time I look at those numbers. Um basketball <laughs> kind of probably the next lowest on the uh, hockey. I grew up in Canada. Hockey is kind of. I grew up playing hockey. Followed hockey. That was my sport as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, NFL. I kind of. When I moved to the US and kind of was a little bit older, so I, I just love football. So I used to have season tickets to the Toronto Argonauts. So in back oh, in nice. the day. So yeah, that's kind of how I got into football. Uh, older brother, he loved it. So watched it with him every Sunday.
0: Yeah, I think my my rankings for my best ball sports is around the same. I probably best in football, somehow second best in hockey. I don't know anything <laughs> about. I know I'm lucky to know the the Bruins start in line. To be honest with you, at whatever point, uh, I should be better in basketball than I am, but I'm not. And baseball, uh, I clearly know nothing about baseball. I can't. <laughs> I, I have I have a tough time watching baseball, but. You know, it is what it is. Are you attacking? What are you doing for this best ball season? Is there things you learned from last year that you are trying to implement more this year? Uh,
1: Definitely every year is kind of just growing. I'm learning just like everyone else. So I'm I'm coming. I'm reading whatever I can. I'm listening to your guys' podcast, all the podcasts out there on best ball. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it's growing so much. That's that's so fun. Um, but yeah, as far as drafts go, I'm learning as I go as well. I'm talking to anybody I can, trying to see how they're thinking. And then obviously, I always, not that I always have pushback or different ideas, but I think that's important to always, everyone Absolutely. to share, share their ideas because there's no perfect way to draft. There's no, yeah, sure, you're going to have like little edges that maybe like 0.01% is going to increase your odds of winning. But but there's so many variables in, in these best balls and the game theory is just everybody can have have a different way of thinking about it and that's that's what brings me back over and over and I don't think I'm trying to solve it I'm just trying to to improve and and have shots in the end right you just want right you, you want those teams in the end and try to cash
0: yeah I always look at it as I've I played a lot of poker. like that's kind of was my thing for a long time. It's taken a back seat a little more recently. But learning poker, it's very important to understand every situation that you approach while playing. Have an open mind to discuss poker with other people that are better than you and not as good as you so that you can see the different perspectives. But you have to have the open mind. And all the bad poker players that I know, they, they continue to be bad because A, they will not invite discussion and B, everything is always somebody else's fault, right? So when you're constructing your best ball teams or trying to lay out your strategy, taking it all in, it doesn't mean that just because you hear something, you have to agree with it, but just understanding that point of view and that perspective that people are presenting. Does that make sense?
1: No, I I actually love the how you put that and I think yeah, throw that in an article. That's that's great advice right there. So I I think that we need more more thinking like that in the in our community. So I I think that goes a long way and I think that's what you want to be humble. You don't want to you don't want to be slamming on Twitter that you're the greatest of all time and I mean, it's, it's fun to throw the screenshots up and obviously the whole end goal is to try to take down these tournaments, but at the same time, yeah, you kind of have to, to help others along as well as you're getting helped. So,
0: and Uh, if you're not having fun, it's not worth it. Right. So like, I, I see all the poker players that used to just go and be miserable. If you're drafting 200 teams and you're not having fun, what are you doing? Like, like, it's just, it's not worth it at that point. But I think I think the good thing about best ball is poker is a pretty toxic community. And from what I've seen with best ball, it is way more inviting, way more open to discussion. Like, yeah, people are going to roast each other here and there. I screw with buying for all the time because it's fun. But (laughs) at the end of the day, I respect the hell out of Eric. Don't tell him I said that. Um, and, And I enjoy just like having those discussions like you know, we joke about Trey Lance and I'm not going to draft him. but I like to hear why people want to like what their perspective on. And I understand the perspective. I just don't agree with it. I just, you know, so you got to be open to that stuff is kind of where I'm going with that. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I love
1: that. I love your guys banter on the Trey Lance. So keep it up. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon because, uh, I just, I can't, I can't do it, man. I don't six round Trey Lance. Um, is there anything you've noticed in drafts this year that are different than last year? Last night we were talking about how to get your quarterback or two quarterbacks. You're going to have, you have to get them by the ninth round almost. And sometimes earlier. So that's like one of the things I'm noticing trending differently than last year. Yeah. I've
1: actually been super aggressive on QB this year. So (laughs) if you're in some of my drafts and even on probably on drafters, even a lot more so, um that i'm taking two quarterbacks probably by like around seven or eight sometimes so like that's if you look at all the numbers and alba it's, it's probably not a great thing to do but i just feel like it kind of gives me an advantage this year so i don't know i don't know right, if i'm doing yeah. it right or wrong and i think in a month from now everything's going to adjust and shift again and then i can hit all those late round quarterbacks so i'm going to mix and match
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely happens like that. So I think at this point, the best thing to do is to actually jump in a draft and we can kind of talk through it and see what we agree on and don't agree on. So let me share my screen. Let's jump in a best ball mania. $25 cool so what do we got here We're waiting for six people do you have a spot that you like this year like currently i know that can change but is there something a spot where you're like ah, oh, that's where i love starting right now i i think like uh the the fifths i like fifth
1: spot yeah. that's my favorite because then you just get whoever's left over and it <laughs> kind of gives you yep. an advantage of down the line but even like sixth seventh i don't mind i don't mind like yeah, I don't mind Harris there too. If he, if he's, if, if all the receivers are gone and I have to sell for
0: Harris, I'm fine with that too. Yeah, Harris is fine as well. Um, I, I personally like the fifth as well because I'm taking you know one of those Taylor, Cup, McCaffrey, Jefferson, whoever of those five yep. is left. Like to me, Henry's like the the next tier of guys. So I'm grabbing one of those guys and then I don't have to think about it, right? I'm not sitting there at fourth and like, oh, do I want Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase? It's like, I don't have to make that choice. And I'm getting the better pick on the turnaround. And then the guy that's getting the other, well, take that back. Yeah, I'm getting the better guy. Sorry, I was looking at a comment. That reminded me to tell everybody to make sure that you press the like button on this video and subscribe to either the YouTube or the iTunes version and leave us a review. Now that that housekeeping's out of the way. If you're sitting in the lobby watching us draft, you should jump in with us while we wait for these other six people to jump in. Have you noticed since that $5 DK one has launched that these are filling a little bit, taking a little longer to fill?
1: Uh, It's whatever tournament's available, right, throughout that people are going to jump in and want to play and what everyone's talking about right so yeah dk probably got a little buzz when they first opened up but i'm sure it'll even back out um oh, i yeah. think one once you look at the formats like when, when this one first got launched i was like this is ridiculous like you have to beat almost a half a million people and then dk launches theirs <laughs> and i'm like okay you have to beat a million people to win a million like oh. yeah I might yeah. as well just play the Millionaire Maker every week and try to, do, like, I've been doing that for five, six years, you know? So it's that's kind of where we're coming with DK right now, I feel like. but
0: Yeah, uh, I found there, I found, like, what they released as interesting because last year they had their big $20 tournament, and that was the one that I max entered, to be honest. I'm on record as saying I thought the DK tournaments were softer. Of course, I end up hitting the... The underdog finals instead with out of my like 45 teams on underdog for best ball mania but i i liked how much the teams that i was drafting were over my underdog teams at the time so i was firing there and they just got rid of that 20 dollar tournament it feels like this year unless they're going to launch it later uh so I, I found their strategy for release interesting
1: yeah well as a player as a customer like it's it's amazing right now just to have so many options right and it's yeah. it's, it's still pretty early so there's there's going to be a lot coming out and i feel like these companies are gonna they're gonna try to jump over top of the <laughs> other the other guy to to get the business right so mm-hmm. now so it's good for us so i think you can pick and choose a lot more what what you want to use your bankroll on and what kind of contest selection you want you want to choose and and i think that is going to be a big key for anybody playing this year is is to really watch those things in, in your game and your personal and, and kind of have some goals along the way kind of
0: i thought uh, obviously
1: i i think them yeah good no i was just gonna say i think yeah obviously everyone's goal is to win top prize two million bucks or a million bucks or whatever is listed there but right also it doesn't hurt It's like hey and i've kind of said this, said this with some of my friends that hey my goal this year is to win 50k you know like that's uh-huh. that's what i don't need to win two million bucks like that's for me that would be a great season i kind of had similar goals last year and i achieved those so and every year i'm just trying to make those new goals and and seeing if I, how i can get to that end goal
0: yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. Like you're doing what you can to make a team viable for $2 million, but you're setting your realistic expectations. Um, so Terrence brings up that DK is way less sharp by order of magnitude, which is true. I mean, obviously more people at the moment have draft kings. I find it interesting that the people that seemingly aren't that sharp are drafting in May already. You would think that it would still just be more sharp players than than not at this point. But I I think I told somebody the other day, I got Cooper Cup at like the 107 a couple nights ago. And I was just like, what, what is happening <laughs> in this draft right now? Um, so I find it interesting, like just some of the st- just it's always a big difference. But earlier in the year, I don't think that you should expect those differences. And they still happen. Um, you know what I mean? Like you just think that the sharper players would be drafting more earlier, but you know, everyone wants to jump in. Everybody loves the draft.
1: No, I mean, that's the, that's the advantage. If you're like a multi-entry kind of guy and you're going to put in hundreds of teams that you're going to, you're going to find rooms like that along the way. And you're going to, you're going to find those more unique, uh, builds in, in your portfolio, which, which is great.
0: Your first year, did you enter a lot of teams or not so many? Um,
1: I'm trying to think. Like, I started on the MFL 10s, or is that what they were called at the time? So I did a, probably yeah. like maybe like 30 or 40. That was my first year. And then draft came along, and I, you know, a few hundred. Um, second year draft, I was like in the thousands and. Been underdog. Yeah. I
0: just
1: I just yeah, I'm just gonna keep drafting this until I hit zero in
0: my bank account. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh DKB says out of seven best Ball Manias, I've never been inside the one oh eight. It's so annoying. Hey man, I was we all go on those stretches. It's part of unfortunately part of the of the game. I had a stretch like that where I was drafting the one eleven or one twelve. It felt like two out of every three times for twenty straight drafts. And then it, it swings the other way. It's like coin flips and poker. I'm just gonna compare everything to poker this stream. You know, some you're supposed to win 50%, but sometimes you're hitting 80% and then you're losing 80% at some point. So
1: yeah, and I don't think it's a bad thing either because some like these any of these players could get hurt or you know have a down season or things like that. So it's not the worst. It, it's gonna mix and match who you get.
0: Right. And it and it makes your teams become more unique because you're like well i already drafted this pairing from this spot so maybe i should be doing this and maybe i should be doing this so if you drafted from the from the like say you drafted from the sixth spot 150 times and you made sure all your teams were different you probably get a massive edge there too just because of the players that are available to you at that point
1: Yeah, so I've entered 27 Best Ball Mania threes and I have not got one share of Jonathan
0: Taylor. So I've never had the (laughs) one (laughs) on one. Oh, wow. We are on the clock at the four spot and we have Jefferson and Chase on board. Do you have a preference?
1: Uh, I like mix and matching them. So I think Jefferson's easier to get a stack with later chase. Mm-hmm. You can still get Higgins. So I kind of like always going Jefferson a little bit more and then the chance to get Higgins in like second or third.
0: Okay. We'll take, we'll take Justin Jefferson and see how the draft lays for us. I haven't drafted in the top five in a while myself. So it, it's a breath of fresh air to have Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone in the first round that you're just like, absolutely not. I'm not drafting this guy. Uh, Derek Henry, I will not draft, oh.
1: <laughs> which is, <laughs> he's just not my guy. And I just don't like, I don't know. I, I love Derek Henry, but I'm just not going to take him where he's going.
0: Hmm. Um, I, I, I understand the argument. I'm not quite there mm-hmm. on that ship because there's other guys in the first round. I'm not touching. I'm not touching Eckler. I just. Yeah.
1: yeah Eckler's no. another one. I Henry and Eckler are both kind of voids. I'd rather have Najee Harris over both. Um, I think
0: I'd rather have Najee over both of them as well. I'm also not taking Dalvin Cook in the first round. I think that's good too. I think he should be a second round pick. Yeah. So those are my main first round avoidances at the moment. And do you feel like it falls off faster this year than it did last year?
1: Uh, Yeah, definitely. So I think it's guys like Diggs and Lamb or maybe Kelsey and Mark Andrews that you kind of almost want to consider. And like Mixon. Mixon probably should be. Uh, I I probably don't mind Mixon just up there with Henry and Eckler as well. So I don't know. It's definitely, I don't like picking in the back half of the first. Mm. Yeah,
0: it's tough. Uh, We have a question for you in the chat. Says recently, Eagles said on Twitter he is only doing tournament best ball. Why is it better returns?
1: Uh, just the time you put into them. Uh, and yeah. just yeah, last year I thought I was smarter than everyone, you know, and I did like a thousand of these three man's and I thought I was gonna make this killer, killer return on my money, you know, and I ended up like breaking even or a little bit. Actually, I lost money in cash last year, so the only reason I I think overall I was up 6% in the regular season of best ball.
0: Mm. I think I only did one cash game last year on underdog and it was by mistake because I didn't get underdog until last year. And I was trying to jump in a draft with Overzet, And I was Mm. just clicking real quick on underdog to jump in and like sign in. And I picked the cash game instead of picking, you know, the whatever tournament he was doing and, (laughs) <laughs> that so then, then i went back i'm like wow i am i am such a boomer but it is what it is
1: i, I think I've it's heard. fun doing it with doing those kind of cash ones with friends and things like that or like for a while there i would just mm-hmm. put one up like a three dollar one every day on twitter or something and that's fun because then you get the community engaged and you can kind of you know just razz on each other just like oh, why'd you pick him and then you can kind of learn too so i that, that's the only time i'm doing those
0: really now this year Right. We are on the clock. So where would you normally be going here? I I mean
1: Tyreek Hill keeps going down. I just he's got Evans. I love Evans is awesome. We we don't know about Godwin. Um
0: Mm -hmm. I'm fine with either one of those two. Uh we'll take Tyreek. We were we were having a Tyreek discussion last night, so it feels good and just to get back to the whole cash game with friends and and razzing each other i think maybe you're gonna like the announcement that we make with spike week i think we're gonna do it tonight we have uh we have something fun planned and that's about all i can say right now but i think we're announcing it later tonight
1: like a twitter championship or something
0: you might be close Uh, yeah a little close but I'm involved, so it's gonna be a little more yeah. <laughs> dramatic. So you'll, yeah. you guys will see. I have a, we have a video dropping. I've it's been ready for about three weeks. But you know, dealing with Eric buying for doesn't like to release anything. Thinks he gets to take his whole birthday month off. Oh. So Javante is fall, AJ Brown's falling in the th- to the third. Wow, this is this draft's a little interesting. Josh Allen to the third. Um Where are you on A.J. Brown? That's been a big point of contention for people
1: on Twitter. Uh I mean, I'm a huge Eagles fan. I was super excited. But I think I, I like A.J. Brown, obviously. And the third round for him is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I kind of like it that it kind of pushes all the other Eagles values down a little bit. Yeah. If, if that makes sense. Like, Devontae Smith is... I, I really – I love that he keeps falling because you can get him later on. And, yep. I mean, just like Tyreek Hill, you take him in the second round and you have Jefferson. Like, Jefferson and Tyreek, like, that's an incredible
0: start in my opinion. Well, um, Dorito just ruined our day by taking A.J. Brown right before us. Uh, 20 seconds on the clock. Is there anyone jumping out to you? Uh, what's the whole list of – okay, going down. I mean, you could yeah. go Waddle and do the
1: double stack if you wanted. Devon – Deontay Johnson, I don't mind.
0: Uh, you uh, could go pits too. I don't sure. know. Put somebody in the queue. <laughs> Let's double stack it. I haven't, I don't know if I have a Tyreek Waddle double stack yet. So I'm not opposed to doing that. And that reminds me, we were talking about the Eagles. We we're talking about, you know, two targets. We did finally hit 600 subs on Spike Week. So as promised, I'm giving away a Jalen Mills jersey from his time with the Eagles. It's a stitch jersey. You have to be subscribed to Spike Week. You have to be subscribed to um, Hometown Ghost Stories as well. That's my other show. And I will have like a Google Doc or something in the Discord this week for you to, to sign up with. And you sign up on to that. And I will spin a wheel next Tuesday and I will give that jersey away. And at 8.50, I think I said, we're giving away to a two jersey. So I didn't forget. That's all. I just wanted to make sure that everyone know I didn't forget. Travis Reed said he, his Dorito said he couldn't pass up on AJ. <laughs> How, I mean, for the brand, you could have just like given it to us. I'm with Eagles. Like we could have <laughs> drafted an Eagle. Felix wants to know what's your highest exposure.
1: Uh I don't know. So underdogs kind of, they split up everything, right? So that's like pre-draft, post-draft, or yep. now, now currently. So I don't know exactly how to give you an answer. Like
0: well, let's pre, just... pre-draft, so... it
1: was Devontae Smith. Like he was my highest I was yeah. like, And then they trade for AJ Brown, which is fine. Like maybe yep. I lost a couple of rounds of value, but it's best ball and it's fine.
0: Life goes on. <laughs> right. I would say more so in line with best ball mania would be what I would think they would want to know okay yeah best ball mania
1: i've done 20 28 teams or 27 teams uh my highest owned like i don't like to look at it until after i hit like two or three (laughs) hundred right (laughs) so to me this doesn't mean anything but yeah khalil Khalil herbert's my number one 46 just because he's crazy value like no no just to
0: interrupt you we are on the clock ah i'm going i'd go lamar yeah, that's exactly where I was looking. So we'll take Lamar, and we will let you continue your oh, – no. So, Khalil Herbert, you have your your highest exposure. Yeah, no
1: fan. uh Mike Williams. Mike Williams, 42%. I think he is crazy value right now. I'm not drafting Keenan Allen. Like, I would mm-hmm. rather – Keenan Allen's ADP, I'd rather draft Mike Williams right at that ADP. So uh, you can get him, like, around later. So I like Mike Williams a lot. Uh, James Conner there, he's what –
0: fifth on my list uh kenneth is oh. up there <laughs> so. I, I have a decent amount of gainwell i'm fading connor this year no. i just i i understand what he did last year with arizona and i know he's supposedly the lead back and maybe it's just like you know ptsd from his time with the steelers never staying on the field mm-hmm. but i worry i worry about him creeping up there in age and already being a gigantic injury prone player that he's just, you know, he had that one magical year, and he's just going to fall right back off.
1: Yeah, I I just kind of, like, obviously you can't predict touchdowns. You can't chase those touchdowns. But underdog, you just really want touchdowns. That's also a good point. And it's like Kyler Murray, like I want good offenses. I want running backs in really good offenses because they can get down to the one yard line quick. Right. And Connor just punches it in. So like, those are the running backs that want, obviously. And then I tell you, Herbert's my number one (laughs) exposure (laughs) for the bears, but um.
0: no, but you kind of, sometimes you fall in love with guys in that, you know, 13th, 14th, 15th round, and you end up drafting a ton of them, and it's either really good or it's a leak in our game. Because I'm the same way, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, should I be trying to get different players in this area when I'm drafting them so high? But you're, but with Khalil Herbert, you're like, he's a guy that could jump way up if certain news breaks over the next two months oh, with so that cheap.
1: team. He's so cheap. Uh, what do you well, doing here? You can stack uh, Dobbins with Lamar, or you can. Probably want to go running back i would say
0: dobbins with lamar is fun because i don't think i've drafted dobbins yet yeah so he's, he's been one of my
1: big fades but i'm just the way i'm this team's falling he might be uh a...
0: let's do it let's get let's get weird let's get weird um yeah and and there's not many people you want to stack with lamar right you'd have to get andrews in that second third round wherever he's going right now i don't know because i'm not drafting him because he's too high you should be able to get bateman next round but that's the thing is the only other one is bateman mm-hmm. who else are you and taking Duver- du-
1: du- duvernay in and- duvernay 18th round if he's there yep
0: i mean and then you're like you're handcuffing yourself to that 18th round which isn't bad but the point is it's not like he's russell wilson where it's like Well, I guess I missed on Jerry Judy. I missed on Albert Akui Boonham. I missed on Cortland Sutton. I can still get Tim Patrick or KJ Hamler and feel like there's justifiable outs to them. Who are the justifiable outs in Baltimore?
1: Don't get me started on Tim Patrick. He's one of my favorite. I think he should. I would love it if he ends up being the top receiver there. And -hmm. and I don't know. I think there's like a 5%, 10% chance that that could happen.
0: Yeah. Does your drafting strategy, la? Does your drafting strategy change when on DK drafters or underdog? Um,
1: I would say I'm probably 90 percent on underdog. That's where I'm doing most of my drafts. Probably mm. like ten percent or five, ten percent on drafters, and then I'm maybe like five, ten percent on on DraftKings. So that's where I'm at. But obviously, yeah, they're different formats. Um, I haven't figured out DraftKings at all. It's 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 yeah i think the rooms are softer but i just i'm so used to adp and everything on underdogs so i think Mm -hmm. i'm just like going one site to the next and kind of have my brain's not uh, clicking over to that site Um, my
0: my answer to that question is it should change a little but you shouldn't be going out of your way to change your strategy like you should allow it to be a tiebreaker So if you're looking at Tyreek and you're looking at Jalen Waddle, like back-to-back, those two guys, maybe Mm -hmm. Waddle's a little bit better for DraftKings because he might catch more passes. And Tyreek Hill is like a guy that's going to put up 40 because he's going to score touchdowns, like long touchdowns. Uh, We can continue this conversation in a minute. (laughs) Uh, So we... Are on the clock. We have one quarterback, one running back, three wideouts. Do you want to hammer wide receiver again? Are you going to be looking to get a running back? What is uh, your that, play here? That's
1: your call. I know you, on brand, you guys don't like those running backs, but especially Jacobs. He's like, but he, he's the kind of guy I would take, to be honest. But
0: I, so I don't hate Josh Jacobs the way other people do, especially at this price point at the end of the sixth round. Mm hmm. He was, what, a third rounder last year, I want to say, where people didn't like him? Well, now he's fallen to a point where you're like, well, he's a sixth rounder. He should have the majority of the work in that backfield in the division that we want to have every single piece of that we can get. And they should be in shootouts most of the year. So he should be getting opportunities to score touchdowns at a high clip. And it's why I would prefer a guy like Josh Jacobs over a guy like Travis Etienne, um, personally. Yeah, I'm not.
1: Etienne's one of the other fades. Like, Dobbins and Etienne. And obviously, you're thinking about last year, right? So you try not to get that in your head. And and you should be thinking, yeah, they're going to recover. They're going to be in these offenses that are going to use them. But I just can't I have a hard time just... Just slotting those in at their current prices, so I haven't been on those guys.
0: All right, we're coming back up on the clock, and are you? Would you be looking to go tight end here, or would you be looking to go more running back? Um, I find Hawkinson interesting. Yeah, I, I don't mind Hawkinson. Let's star him, and we'll just kind of scroll the Sky More thing is out of control yeah I'm not on
1: Sky <laughs> It's
0: out of control.
1: <laughs> I, I use decent. Like I like uh Dylan at the top too for running back for I Green Bay has just no pass catchers and as much as I mean Aaron Jones should be a second round pick right now and I think Dylan should be more like fifth or sixth round pick.
0: Yeah you think that they can sustain both of them or you're just hoping to hit on one? No I think both of them well, I think both of them. I, I just, like, who's going to catch the
1: balls there? Eh? Like, it's nothing.
0: <laughs> well, I think I think he's just going to concentrate. He's going to find his one guy to concentrate on. I think Tanyan's going to get a lot of the work there. That's why I like him as, like, a... I think he's a good value where he's going, which is, I think, the 13th, 14th round. Oh, just off the top of my head. um, But it's going to be Watson, probably, Tanyan. And we know that they don't try to run an up pace offense there. So I think that's all you need is one of the backs, but I think it's going to be Aaron Jones. And I just, I don't know. I, I worry about that Packers offense all together.
1: No, I think A.J. Dillon and Tony Pollard, like those two names are – I'm so interested in both of those guys this year. I don't know why, but I kind of – I like him more, obviously, as like a running back three on my team. So, yeah, trying to slot him in as your running back two is kind of a little bit more iffy maybe.
0: I I understand the Pollard thing because I like Pollard a lot. I think he should be the starter there. He should get more work than he does. I think what we forget as fantasy players sometimes is, especially with the Dallas Cowboys – They're not just worried about their front office. That owner dictates what that team does. And if that owner is dictating for that team to play Ezekiel Elliott and to run Ezekiel Elliott, you know what they're going to do? They're going to run Ezekiel Elliott. So I just, that one team, I try to, you know, remember all of that when I'm drafting as well. (laughs) Um,
1: I mean, I I should hate the Cowboys, right? So they're my enemy, but
0: yeah. I grew up. I personally grew up an Eagles and Patriots fan. Uh, Randall Cunningham, I'm on record as saying, is the reason that I even got into football. Yeah, well, same. Yeah, I, I have an. Eagle, I have a Cunningham helmet back here, but it's a little bit lower, a little tough to see. Maybe towards the end of the stream, I'll show it off. But yeah, it, it's the Cowboys. You just you gotta understand there. That's a different thing that that team deals with. We make fun of Daniel Snyder in Washington, but he's never gotten like involved in the way that Jerry Jones has. He's just a bad owner. He's not a guy trying to coach the team from the press book, from the owner's box, you know. So I, I think that's a big problem that fantasy players have in general is they forget that just because we think something doesn't mean the team thinks the same thing. And that's fair, you know, and and I see that happen on saw happen a lot. And you're like, well, what does the team think? Yeah, we thought that the Seahawks should have thrown the ball 40 times a game last year. But we know that they're not going to do that. Right. Based on who their head coach is. So do you want to we were talking about them. Do you want to go Pollard here? Uh, I go
1: Damian Harris. What's what's the whole click on running back? What's the whole aren't you a Patriots fan?
0: I am. But I think that I, – I like Harris as well. We can go Harris and see what else falls to us on the turn. I mean, you can go
1: Pollard. I think Pollard may be a little more upside, but, like, Harris is just – I think he's devalued right now. I just – I don't understand why.
0: Well, I think it's the uncertainty with the Patriots' backfield. Well, they just said, what, Strong's going
1: to be the long, long-term uh, replacement to James White and – it's just going to be uh,
0: Harris and Stevenson. Like, they're going to get lots of work. <laughs> I don't know if it's just going to be Harris and Stevenson, though. It's going to be Harris, Stevenson, and they are going to mix James White in. So, he, they don't re-sign James White to not play him. They love him there. They love him as that third down back. So, how much is that going to... Not that Damian Harris is a third down running back, but you start mixing in Harris with Stevenson with white. And I just think it's a recipe for disaster. I also wouldn't be shocked if you see Damian Harris get traded at some point in the next month or two. Wait, his contracts up this year. Yeah. No. Or yeah. they could, or they could just run them, run them dead. That's the other thing that they could do. Um, you know, there it's just Bill's weird, and I don't want to get into that conversation right now. But that, that team, it's a frustrating team to root for sometimes. I know they've won six Super Bowls, but a lot of the stuff they've done the last three years, especially with their roster, is just ugh. So we are going to be coming back up in a few more picks. Right now we have Lamar, we have J.K. Dobbins for the stack. We've got Damian Harris, we got Justin Jefferson, Tyreek, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, and TJ Hawkinson. I actually like the way this team is shaping up right now. you got two uh, running backs on
1: bye week, week 10, I guess, if you care about that.
0: Um, no, nah, it's fine. Yeah. We'll be fine. We'll get more. I'm but sure we'll
1: get more. What are you thinking here, then?
0: Well, I don't think we need to get another quarterback at the moment which is sometimes something I would be thinking about.
1: I think you want Tua, right? But you probably want them in like well, we def- round
0: 11. <laughs> we definitely want Tua. I didn't want to say it. Yeah, but, uh, sorry.
1: <laughs> it's just like hockey. It just blew the shutout for the goalie.
0: <laughs> so I almost wonder if we should be going with another running back here.
1: I like uh, Kenneth Walker upside, especially in this kind of a tournament. You're going to need guys second half of the season to hit big for you
0: yeah i don't, I, don't I like, like
1: singletary as well
0: singletary was where i was looking but we'll go with walker because i don't have a lot of Walker. so we'll mix this team up a bit it'll be a little different um yeah i was looking at the receivers and i'm like well i don't absolutely love anybody here there's some guys that i like and there's some running backs there that i would rather have mm-hmm. so i know we're kind of doing one of those builds where we're mixing both the wide receivers and the running backs, and neither core is going to be super strong. But I don't think that's a big deal. I think you can still hit on some spike week guys that will really help your team later in the draft. We
1: also got sniped on Pollard one pick before us, huh?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Was that Dorito again? Eh, Probably.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. I bet his team looks really nice.
0: Well, yeah. He's taking everybody (laughs) that we want, so – Let's pull it up. So he's got Brady, Jacobs, Cord- Cordero Patterson, Tony Pollard, Cooper Cup, Mike oh, Evans, J. Well, Brown. Those <laughs> receivers are nice, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so this is a great team to have Michael Thomas on, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's when you want Michael Thomas, right? Your 5th receiver. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, so his team's nice. But whatever, Dorito. I, I might have put...
1: I might have put a tweet out there just like a couple of days ago about Michael Thomas, and like every Saints fan in the whole in the whole country just came like,
0: oh yeah, I remember that. They just
1: it was it was my favorite one I've ever done. I think
0: they were talking about why they should never take you seriously or something like that. I saw <laughs> oh, it. That it was awesome. It was great. I'm hoping to get one of those engagement tweets one day where everyone calls me an idiot, especially when it's something <laughs> that I don't care that much about. <laughs> just them going absolutely nuts um we're actually going to be coming back up relatively soon let's go through our team again real quick we got lamar dobbins harris kenneth walker jefferson hill waddle smith hawkinson so we can kind of go wherever we want coming up yeah
1: i'd probably put a few guys in the queue here um just i mean you put two in
0: the queue but i don't think you'll want to take them Well, I think we got to take him with one of our next two picks, to be honest, if we are going to take him. Yeah. Um, Um, If anyone else took him here, that's just like a waste of pick for them. That's true. See, I'm trying to tell him not to take him. (laughs) So I would be looking... Ooh, who'd you say? Oh, no. Uh,
1: It's a bad strategy,
0: so I won't mention it. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm... I hate saying it, but I kind of like Kenny Galladay in the spot that you can get him now. Yeah, right. he's a he's wide receiver five. He's, he's, there's some upside there, but also could just
1: be like garbage pick too. So
0: Oh, it could be. That Giants team could be uh, an abomination again. That yeah. is definitely in the range of outcomes. But I was going to mention uh, Rashad Penny, but somebody just took him. People hate yeah. the Rashad
1: Penny and Walker combo and for the Seahawks, right? The Seahawks are going to, they have the Seahawks down as like the Texans last year, like do not touch this team for any kind of purpose.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so I, I kind of like the, the double there, the Walker and Penny, just how cheap they are in these like ninth, 10th, 11th round. You can get both.
0: Is there anyone, any other running backs you're looking at here that you like? Uh, um, yeah, I'm
1: not on the Pierce. That's way too early. Um, I like Stevenson, but you already have Harris. Gordon is—I don't know. I'm kind of getting talked into him. I really like Madison. I think Madison's a really good buy. Uh, I screwed the queue
0: up, and we took two. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got both
1: receivers, so.
0: I... Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. It's not like it's not like a travesty. Um, what, I should have. What's his cold. ADP?
1: Like, how much over over do we? Oh, I think for him?
0: I think it was a ele- 11 spots. It yeah, was. That yeah. could be worse. Yeah, it's no it's no big deal. And we can still get one of the guys we like. So for me on the running backs, obviously I like Stevenson in this area. Usually mm-hmm. we do have Harris. I'm not one of the guys that absolutely hates going with two running backs from the same team. I just don't generally like doing it that close together. Mm-hmm. Ronald Jones was, just went. That was another guy I was going to talk about. I, I think that the guy here, though, is Madison, right? Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you just talked about it.
1: Dorito's coming up, so good luck.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, he's probably going to take him. But just for me, Madison is the highest upside contingent running back there is. And Dalvin Cook might be starting the year on suspension, possibly. You know, who knows? We can't be sure that. He always misses games. That dude does not play a full season, mm-hmm. and Madison always comes in and smashes. So, of all, all right. the guys here, like that is the guy for me.
1: I agree. I, 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 he's one of my higher own running backs, especially when you get him uh, as your running back four. Like that's kind of where where you want to look for him. Yeah. And they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all right. You wanted wanted Galladay the round before, so there you go. You would have just took Galladay, then
0: you would have took two here, so you're all good. Yeah, Yeah. so it's basically what we were doing anyways. But yeah, I mean, like the Madison thing is, yeah, he just said in the chat for the bit, how dare you, Travis, how dare you? (laughs)
1: No, it's actually a great example of showing a draft together and just like talking through it and working through it. Cause this happens in like every draft and it's going to happen like four or five times to you and you have how quickly that 32nd timer goes and you just have to adjust and, and move on. Right. So, right.
0: And it's why you should be having your players in the queue. I don't like to tip our hands so much yeah, and put them in the queue while we're drafting, if we can help it. But yeah, you should have your players in the queue. You should always have a backup plan. You know, you can hope for some guy to follow you. You'd be like, oh, man, I really want Madison to follow me here. And then he goes the one before, and instead of, like, overreacting, you're going to be like, all right, well, next man up. i got to make sure I know who I want to get, who makes sense for this team that I'm building right now. So we are – are we halfway through the draft? Eight, nine? Yeah, we're more than halfway through the draft. And, again, I don't hate the way the team's stacking up. We have a – two three five one build right now when you have hawkinson because i consider him one of the like quote unquote elite tier tight ends Mm -hmm. i would probably only be looking to go two tight ends i'm not sure what your take is on that where where would you be looking to take your next tight end generally is this like around where you'd be going or would you be pushing it
1: i think this is another trend that you asked me earlier just like what i'm seeing and i definitely think that get grabbing a quarterback early and a tight end earlier, like even Hawkinson Goddard or Schultz, like that, that level, mm-hmm. I think you're good just to go with two. Right. Um, and I think you wait to the 18th round to get your next one, because there's so many there and, and the people that are taking round 17, 18 players. Like, I just don't like any of those players more than a lot of those tight ends. So that's, that's a good point. Um, so I don't know. You're up here in another pick. But yeah. also, yeah, I won't say the name, but there is one other. Like, yeah, I was going to I mean, you could go tight end here. Like, was Albert O there? Are, are they the same yeah. bye week? Albert O's by nine, and Hawkinson is six. Yeah, I don't hate that because Hawkinson, you're locked in. Albert's just kind of, he's still kind of risk, right? And you're still trying to take him a little bit early, but you don't have to take him. But. Well, we're going to
0: take him because we had 2
1: seconds left. <laughs> but okay, so but now you're done. You got Yeah, you're we're done at tight end and you could be done at quarterback.
0: Yeah, so. we're definitely done at quarterback. I can't imagine needing to draft anyone other than mm. Lamar and Tua. Yep. Although Although <laughs> This is going to be this is going to sound weird and everyone's going to yell at me and throw tomatoes. If I were to draft another quarterback when I have Lamar it would be 18th round, and I would take Huntley. I I, I actually knew you're gonna go that way. <laughs> I and I know it's uh, I like to people that probably blows their mind, but if I'm gonna lock up that Baltimore quarterback position, and I just think it's because, not that I don't believe Lamar can finish the season or anything like that, but when he is hurt, I think Huntley is the highest upside fantasy backup quarterback there is. No, so. I-
1: And what, what weeks did he hit last year? Like it was, it was near those playoffs, right? So if if you're the only one out of what, 490 people in this final, is that how many people are in the final that had Huntley and Lamar's out? Like, yeah, that's, that's kind of fun leverage right there.
0: Yeah. And it's the reason why I was drafting Chuba last year when I was drafting McCaffrey, it's like, I was getting McCaffrey in the first round, but who we thought was his backup was Chuba Hubbard you could get him in the 18th round up until like he got steamed towards the end of August, early September. And it's like, well, I'm just throwing a dart anyway, so why don't I just lock up this one particular position for this particular team? All right, we are coming back up on the clock. We haven't said any names because we knew that uh, (laughs) Travis over here would steal some. Anyone that you see here, any you want me Uh... to go through?
1: i get tight end off there, so we don't need to look at tight end. Um, right. I'd go with, like, David Bell or, or, I don't know, some a younger receiver I would probably just to kind of you're looking for that later breakout maybe. Or I don't hate Michael Carter either, but he had the same bye week. Like, he's fallen a little bit there.
0: Let's go Corey Dave,
1: Bell. I like Corey Davis too, so.
0: So, in this little – range of wide receivers and i only didn't take them because we have justin jefferson mm-hmm. i really like kj osborne
1: i mean seven seven touchdowns last year it's crazy
0: yeah seven i mean like just look at his stats he had seven touchdowns 655 um yards on 82 targets and he was the third option and yep. if Thielen, you know slows down we say that every year right now about Thielen. But if he does slow down, the guy that's going to pick up that slack is KJ Osborne, or so you would think. So when you're getting Osborne, he would have been our what? sixth wide receiver, seventh wide receiver, mm-hmm. our sixth. So like if you can get him as your sixth or seventh, I just think he has some of the best upside of all the players in this range of wideouts or yeah, in this like, range in general.
1: Yeah, I like uh, Yeah. Osborne and Van Jefferson's another name that I love. Like I told you, Tim Patrick's another name. Like all those guys, like they're the third wide receivers, right? So they're even uh, Josh Palmer there. I really like him. I think you can get him even later. Right. Um, just like all they're on good. They have You want them to have a good quarterback and you, it doesn't matter if they're a wide receiver three. Like, why do I want to draft Sammy Watkins, you know, like over these kind of
0: guys? Exactly. That's the name <laughs> I was going to bring up. Why do I want to draft Sammy Watkins? I understand that K.J. Osborne's a wide receiver three, but his contingent value versus some of these other guys that mm. are starters, it's just, yeah, I'd rather hit on week eight to 17 K.J. Osborne when he becomes the number two option, or just him and Justin Jefferson just out there destroying secondaries.
1: Yeah, or Jefferson gets locked up, but yeah, Jefferson gets locked up on a game and then it's Osborne. He can get yeah. you a long
0: score or maybe a couple scores. Like I like that. And he, I think it was against the Bears last year that he just absolutely crushed. Um, He, like, he housed a long, like, 60-yarder. And it's like you have him that, in he's your seventh wide receiver. You're like, this is great. This is exactly what I drafted him for. I'm not drafting him to be in my lineup every single week. I'm drafting him because of what his upside can be. What's Sammy Watkins' upside realistically right now? You know, 120 yards and a touchdown, if you're lucky, for his best game of the year.
1: And that's only week one and then he ever plays again.
0: <laughs> exactly. So yeah, give me some of those guys that are uh that are high upside. We will be coming back around here in a couple more picks. And we got two three six two right now. Now we're done at quarterback, we're done at tight end, most mm-hmm. likely where would you want to be allocating a lot of your picks right now? Would you be looking to bolster our running back core? We only have Dobbins, Harris and Walker. Yeah, I'm going running back. I'm going Herbert yeah. <laughs> just for my,
1: uh, that's who that's where I would go, but for, for the I don't, <laughs> yeah, I, well, I don't, I don't mind uh, James Robinson. Like if you want to gamble a little bit there, um, that gives you, I, I don't think you want to count on them to start out the
0: season. Mm -hmm. Um, but so I do like Mostert in this range. Okay. Um, we're going to take Herbert, but go with Mostert. I'm fine with that. No, we'll take Herbert. Um, but the reason for like a team that we're building right now where I'm not in love with our running backs, Mm
1: -hmm. I like a
0: guy like Mostert because I know that he's technically not the number one in Miami, but he's going to Miami with his old offensive coordinator and that guy's probably gonna trust him with the offense, especially towards the beginning of the year. And I like that I can I think I can rely on Moster to get me some points while I'm waiting for a guy like Kenneth Walker to break out. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: Well then you had the I forgot all about our dolphin stack. That would have fit perfectly. Like we could try to get like eight dolphins on this team too.
0: <laughs> My flip side guy <laughs> in this range that I like is is davis price for san francisco just because we know what san francisco can do with that position so it's a complete dart throw but if he ends up being their guy this year for whatever reason like if mitchell gets hurt or whatever then you could have some potentially high upside with him so if i was building like if i started off like running back in the neck in the first four rounds if I had like mm-hmm. Javante Williams and I don't know, Joe Mixon say, then I want like a Davis price because he's just pure lottery ticket for me.
1: No, that, that's a good way to look at it for sure. Just try to figure those things out and talk them through in your head, just how the draft falling and then how you can get upside later in the draft. So yeah.
0: Like that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. There you go. Grab him
0: here. We could do that or we could grab, yeah, you know what? Let's just do it. We talked about them. Yeah, I would do that. Let's grab him. Oh, I thought
1: you were going Mostert.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. I don't think we need Mostert. Eh, Maybe we could have had Mostert. I don't want to go Mostert with the full. I don't want a full Miami onslaught, I don't think, though. I think you would make sense for a team like this, but not when I'm already banking on that passing game so much. I I think you'd limit your playoff value at that point of what you're doing weeks 14, 15, 16, 17.
1: Yeah. I was thinking about it more too. Um, I don't know if anyone's really thought about this, but kind of like almost drafting for chunks of the season, especially mm-hmm. in these big tournaments. Right. Like I want some guys like week one, two through five. And then I want guys from six through week 12. And then it's like a guy like this price or right? the, like he's the guy you want when the playoffs come along. So you just want these other guys to get you to that point, And then you're hoping that he's your leverage and, and hits there in the in the home stretch. So I think I try to do that a little bit more where, yeah. I'm, where I'm thinking about all stages of the year
0: and how these players are going to perform. Got some fans in the chat. DKB says, wish James would do more pods slash streams. Always love hearing his thoughts. So, I mean, I'm sure we'll end up doing another one before the start of the football year here at mm-hmm. Spike Week with you at some point. Well, I well, appreciate the comments. Thanks. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about with you that I am completely on board with is everyone's all about week 17. And it was you that tweeted out, no, guys, we need to be looking at week 16 because it is technically the hardest week of the playoffs to advance. Obviously, you want to win week 17 because you're trying to win $2 million. But in order to even get there, week 16 is brutal to try to get through. Nah, I mean, it just makes sense to me. Just
1: like the whole goal is to have a chance, right? In the end. Mm-hmm. And the only way you're going to have that chance is if, if you can win week 16. So like all those teams in week 16 are going to be super teams. They're going to be all the top players from all the other, I mean, you just, you get a chance in, in, in the finals. That's all, that's all you can ask for. Like it doesn't, I mean, you could draft a perfect team for the finals, but you're it's probably get not. There. <laughs> you're probably not even going to advance out of round one, to be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah, or get to the first round of the playoffs. I mean, you could have like I had a team on DraftKings last year that scored like three or four hundred more points than any of my other teams, and bounced round one, gone, just out of there. Had Debo, it had Cooper Cup, didn't matter. Out. So, yeah, to your point, you're trying to get to that week 17. And week 16 is one out of 16 players advance. That's it. You have to beat 15 other players one week, and it's not easy to do. <laughs> yeah, it's – it's uh, yeah. Where are you All going right, here? Um, well, I Probably receiver. Of, or yeah, runner. I would like to look at the receivers. Any of these guys jumping out at you? Uh, I
1: like DuVernay just to stack with Lamar. And I like Chenault. I think it's worth taking shots this late. Um, I don't like Shepard. I'm not drafting him. Uh, oh, I like Brian Edwards. I think he's worth a shot, especially getting traded. Like Falcons have nobody. Like he's yeah. worth.
0: I So my Brian Edwards rant last night was... <laughs> I didn't listen, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. But my <laughs> Brian Edwards rant is basically... The last two years we get excited about guys going to atlanta mm-hmm. and because it's like a change and like they need targets it's like but brian edwards got the opportunity in oakland and he couldn't capitalize in oakland with a better quarterback in a better offense in a better situation so why are we going to see brian edwards do anything better in atlanta
1: no i mean that's viable pushback I right. I can I can see that, especially like Derek Carr loved the guy, right? He talked him right. up nonstop. It seemed like they were best buddies. He tried to force the ball to him, and yeah, it still didn't work. And Zay Jones is the guy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, it's it's probably banking too much on opportunity, like potential opportunity. I'm thinking, but um I just like that he's still young too, and and I don't know, give him one more shot. Maybe, maybe it's closer to an 18th round pick, or maybe it's back in the days when we had 20 rounds. That's when it when it was a better pick.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. It's just, for <laughs> me, I'd rather take a guy with insane upside right here where I think, like, I know nothing about Taequann Thornton with New England, what the hell he's going to do. But I know he's the fastest guy in the draft, and I just need dudes... <laughs> in round 17 or 18 to get me two or three weeks. Generally, that's what I'm looking for from these guys. Otherwise, I drafted horribly wrong, right?
1: Yeah, no, that's, I mean, or it could be a escridge from last year, right? You never see the field when he's just the least. Absolutely. Of so, so you're definitely gambling on those. And I would say you probably have like maybe 15% chance of those kind of players actually going to give you Three three weeks of viable scoring,
0: <laughs> right? And it, and to me, it's like Edwards. we seen him just not do it ever. Like his viability for most years, like maybe one or two games here or there.
1: Nope. Uh, yeah. How oh, lucky you go, Cedric
0: Wilson, triple stack the Dolphins. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, I don't know what I like here. Let's go, Visca. Let's just have fun. Visca's fun. I don't have a lot of LaVisca this year. I thought they were going to move him, to be honest, to just with the rebuild that they did to that receiving core over the season. And obviously, they still could if they really wanted to. But I don't know, man. Like, he's a guy that I'm, I think he's shown flashes, unlike Edwards, right? We've seen him potentially have. A shot at doing something and just never get there so i i'm finally giving him one more year maybe i'm a hypocrite could be
1: i i honestly think in baseball you want to find all those kind of guys that have like bad narrative like people just don't want them people wrote them off people hate them it's like these guys are starting players probably gonna start every game there there's a lot of value there
0: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah i don't hate it are you looking running back
0: is that what you're thinking here um i'm not opposed to another running back like i like our running back core we have dobbins harris kenneth walker khalil herbert and terry and davis price it's i don't think it's the strongest rb core i wouldn't hate having a six and there's some guys here that i do like mm-hmm. um haskins jumps out at me i don't hate having the backup to to derrick henry the other guy that jumps out at me is my favorite guy. He's probably my most owned is Dearness Johnson. So is he? he's signed with the Browns, but they haven't, I don't
1: know. How does that work? He hasn't agreed to it or what? Because is, is he still in
0: limbo on that? I, I'm not exactly sure, but he's going to be with the Browns, it looks like. And, yeah, it kind of hurts him because obviously we know that they're going to be starting with Chubb and Hunt, Mm-hmm. The original theory was that Hunt was going to get moved and they were going to run Chubb Dearness Johnson. The thing is, though, if w- it doesn't matter which one goes down, if Chubb or Hunt goes down, Dearness Johnson slides in and he gets opportunity. He doesn't just become a number two, He be- he gets on the field. Whether I like, I like that
1: thinking, yeah.
0: So you're not looking for just one guy to go down. It's one of two guys goes down and Dearness Johnson gets up, gets some opportunity.
1: I mean, he looked good when he was on the field, in my opinion. So he looks like he can handle a pretty sizable workload.
0: Right? So I just think he's a, he's a smash at 18. Like if we're talking about just absolute guys that look good in the league, mm-hmm. you look through these guys. I think that Dearness Johnson has, Proving it over most of these guys uh, from last year.
1: Yeah, and he was one of my higher own pre-draft and pre-free agency. Like, I just thought, yeah, he just seemed silly where he was going. And he's just like a perfect running back six, like you said. But since the draft and since free agency, I've kind of dialed my exposure off of him. But I like what you're saying, though. I should put him back kind of in, in that last-round range. I don't yeah. hate that.
0: And that's the thing. He's the last, like you're grabbing him in the 18th. You're grabbing him in the 18th, and he's not even getting drafted in most drafts.
1: Yeah, if, I mean, if Hunt gets traded, he's probably like a 13th, 14th turnaround pick at that point.
0: Oh, absolutely. He shoots way up the board. Yeah. Um, so we are done with our draft. Let's go over our team. We got Lamar and Tua. We got J.K. Dobbins, Damian Harris, Kenneth Walker, Khalil Herbert, Terian Davis-Price, and Dearness Johnson at running back. Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, Kenny Galladay, David Bell, Devon DuVernay, and LaVisca Chenault. I actually really like our wide receiver core. Yeah, it's a, um, a strong build. It kind gives of gives you a little bit of everything. And then we got Hawkinson and Akui Boonham as our two tight ends, which is really strong in my opinion as well. I mean, our running backs aren't my favorite, but I think it's a unique running back build. I don't think – I mean, I – Obviously people are going to be stacking Dobbins with Lamar, but I don't think mm-hmm. it's gonna be I still think people have that little bit of hesitancy to stack any running back with their quarterback. Yeah. I, I think that's a little bit of a
1: game theory advantage that you could start taking advantage of a little bit. Like even like Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and start doing it a little bit more. And like I wouldn't do it all
0: the time, but I I think it's not a bad not a bad play at all. Well, to your point, uh, Aaron Jones had what three touchdown catches in a game last year? I know it was middle of the season, but if that middle of the season game is week seventeen or week sixteen, and you're one of the only people with Aaron Rodgers with Aaron Jones, I mean, now you're now you have such an advantage over the field. It's not even funny. Yeah,
1: and I think uh, just team stacks in general are should be talked about more. It doesn't always have to be that quarterback and the top receiver like. Just get – if you like a team, go grab them.
0: Uh, Dorito says, had fun, boy. Sorry for all the snipage. Banned. You're banned for the next <laughs> draft that I do. So I hope you enjoyed it because now you're not allowed in the next one. <laughs> you have any closing thoughts before we jump out of here?
1: Uh, Just like you said earlier, just have fun with these. Don't – there's – there's there's going to be options for you this year if 25 bucks doesn't fit your budget like you're gonna there's gonna be puppies coming there's dk has a five dollar tournament and if you don't like the size of the dk one there's there's gonna be other options and it's i mean it's the best this is the best we've we've had best ball in year like since it started so let's just enjoy it this year let's just be smart and just have fun just Get in there with the community, talk to each other. anybody like anyone that has questions, they can hit you up, I'm sure, or Eric, or anybody at Spike Week. Discord's yeah. amazing. And yeah, jump, people,
0: jump people. in the Discord. The Spike Week Discord is always popping. There's different strategy sections. Um, myself, Bime for Silas are always lurking around the Discord to see what people are saying or to jump in and give our opinion. And uh I do got to get out of here, but we did get asked to see Team 11, which is here on River Rat, and give our thoughts. I don't know if he wants me to roast it or not. I was roasting the hell out of teams last night. (laughs) So we'll just run through it, and then I'll decide what I'm going to do with it. So he's got Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, Zach Wilson for a 3QB build. DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon. Wow, he went Swift Mixon? That's interesting. James Cook, Kenneth Gainwell, Jamal Williams. Eh, I don't like that. Um, Michael Pittman, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Hunter Renfer Brandon Ayuk, Christian Watson, Jameson Williams, Alec Pierce, Odell, and Kyle Pitts and Hayden Hurst. Um, I don't love grabbing. Like, I'm not opposed. I'm not a guy that's opposed to stacking. I don't love grabbing Williams with Swift. I just, I don't know. I don't think that's a backfield I need to lock up, quote, unquote. And then they have Goff too, so. Yeah. And then um,
1: on <laughs> yeah, they got half of the Lions. Ah, we got Hawkinson. He's probably and get, like, Williams. four touchdowns in the finals.
0: Yeah, and, and he went Jamison Williams. So like oh, he wow, went piece. full Detroit onslaught. It's not a team that I'm looking to onslaught, to be honest with you.
1: Oh, so, so this brings up my point. And looking at our team and looking at this team mm. uh, and what I've thought this year too, I haven't brought it up yet, but it's more of – you have 18 rounds and you want to, you want to have a balanced build, right? You wanna have a team that can get you advanced into that playoffs and then mm-hmm. advance from there each time. But doing that, you have to almost sacrifice one position. And I feel like the team you built there and we built together, we mm-hmm. sacrifice a little bit at running back, but not like crazy amount. But I think all our other positions, like we're like, we don't have to worry about those positions week to week. Running back, we're we're hoping those six guys, we're hoping in the end three or four of those guys are still standing, right? That that's the hope. <laughs> and exactly. And, and one of them breaks out. But that's what I've seen this year is that you need to be more balanced in each position. Like you can't you can't sacrifice quite as much. Like you can't sacrifice two positions. If you want to sacrifice one position, I think that's okay and you can get away with it. And I usually like to do that at tight end. Because that position sucks and they score no points. (laughs) Yeah. So, but, but I'm even switching that up too. So that's my last advice.
0: Yeah. And Jason says week 17 Lions versus Bears. And it's like, yeah, well, just real quick, because I do got to go. But (laughs) if you're getting a team through to week 17, right? And you have Goff, you have Swift, you have, you have Williams both of the Williams and you have a Monterey St. Brown was that six players from the Detroit lions that I just named you're banking. You have too many spots that are locked up with Detroit and not all of them can do enough to win you the $2 million. You you literally have to hit on every other guy.
1: You don't have Herbert and you don't have Hawkinson and they're the only two going to score in week (laughs) 17 as well. So that's rough.
0: Yeah, absolutely valid. But my point is, it's like, yeah you can stack teams but once you get there look at liam's team from last year when he won he he had a skinny stack with josh allen i believe he didn't go nut stacking he had stacks but he didn't go overboard with it i think going overboard with it helps you get through to the playoffs and then murders you in the playoffs because now you need guys to actually because it becomes a one-week game at that point it's not a 17-week game anymore or a 14-week game or whatever you want to say, if that makes sense. Anyways, guys, remember to join the Discord, um, subscribe, like, all that other stuff, and we will catch you later.